0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic go five points clear at the top with a straightforward win at Hearts Stephen Gerrard's planning a January clearout to trim his Rangers squad And Kilmarnock's head of football operations says they sacked Angelo Alessio Because it was time for a change I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson Yeah Gordon, a very uh, important three points for Celtic uh, last night Very good performance um, Tynecastle has always been a hard place to go to But I don't think last night um, showed that And it showed where hearts are But Celtic still had a job to do And they got over the line in impressive fashion Puts the pressure on Rangers Going to Easter Road tomorrow night And Jack Ross may not have been happy With his team last week at Celtic Park Or got the end product But I think they're a different animal at home Rangers without a few players there certainly will be pressure on them tomorrow Yeah, it is a pressure game, Gordon uh, It was only on Sunday that Celtic had the pressure Because they were sitting second in the league All of a sudden there's a five-point gap Rangers go to Edinburgh tomorrow without Morelos, their top player But unlike Mark, I think Rangers will have enough there And I think they'll close the gap again And I think they'll get all three points 0141 That's the number you need to get in touch tonight Let the guys know what's on your mind uh, You can also tweet us as well We are at Clyde SSB We've been doing our best amateur psychology analysis On the title race all season so far Because usually on a Sunday one plays And the other one plays a couple of hours later And we keep talking about how much of a difference Does it make? Do you know the result when you run out and all the rest of it? This time uh, we've got a bit more to it Because... Yeah. Come the end of the weekend Celtic will have played One more game than Rangers And that's going to linger there For a while And of course You can view it both ways But it's going to be A real interesting lead up To that meeting on the 29th Because if it goes Celtic's way The gap could actually be pretty big yeah. But of course Rangers Will be full of optimism That they can spin it in their favour Well tomorrow night Is a big one for Rangers I mean Celtic went to Tynecastle Well aware that they couldn't afford To drop anything At this stage And that was then With a two point cushion Now Rangers go into the game Knowing fine well That Celtic are five points clear Anything dropped tomorrow And you know the Like what you say Gordon The 29th is all important You don't want to be going to Celtic Park With The possibility uh, Of beating Celtic at Celtic Park And still find yourself behind If that makes sense So it's important Really important that Rangers Take care of business Tomorrow night And it, it'll be tough for them Because Hibs under Jack Ross Are a better side They look more organised Okay they weren't at it um, Or Celtic were by far The better team at Celtic Park but I think it was actually Parts of the performance Was quite good though Wasn't yeah, it Celtic yeah, Park Yeah but they didn't get Probably what they were looking for In forward positions And that's where I think At home the They are a different side um, Rangers missing Morelos Missing Hollander I mean could be a big blow Katic has certainly come in And, and done a, a very good job But no doubt about it Morelos is a big so, one so, so you fancy Hibs to win tomorrow? No no I'm just saying it's going to be difficult It'll be a difficult game I think it'll be a far Harder game for Rangers At Easter Road tomorrow night Than it was for Celtic At Tynecastle last night Yeah well I agree with that I said on Tuesday night uh, And you know About this Difficult place to go I think Hearts are, As a club Are all over the place and I think, you know, like everyone else, I was very confident Celtic would go and get three points. I'm confident, and I know uh, your argument there about Morelos, yes, he'll be badly missed, but I just think Rangers on the road this season are a completely mm. different side. Uh, you know, Stephen Gerrard's not really messing about with his team unless it's a suspension or injury. 
I just think they'll have enough in their locker to go through there Especially with the pressure on They know they've got to win Gordon It's a must win game already We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard In the not too distant future He's planning a January clear out at Rangers So Rangers fans Who should go and who should be given more of a chance to stay We'll hear from him a bit later on Let's kick off with the game last night So Celtic fans, Hearts fans Quite simply, what did you make of it? This is your chance to have your say Was it a convincing win? Who stood out for you? Who impressed you? What does this mean for the psychology of the title race? Neil Lennon says opening up a five point gap At the top has put pressure on those around them Including Rangers of course He was delighted with how they handled the occasion At Tynecastle Tell us what you made of the game last night yeah, I'm delighted. You know, I can't ask any more. Apart from, you know, put more of an emphatic scoreline on it. You know, we created some great chances second half and, you know, we had two great chances before half time to, you know, go three or four. If we'd have gone three or four, we could have maybe ran red. But the, the intensity and the quality of our player times was just outstanding on a very difficult surface. So we look good, you know, another clean sheet against a team who were very much up for the game and uh, playing a lot of pride. But we saw that off and um, a really good job tonight. So... Yeah, we're in a good place at the minute. Psychologically, what does that five-point gap do for the players? Well, it gives them a couple of days rest and um, we look forward to, obviously, a difficult game at the weekend and yeah, it puts pressure on the rest of the teams around us to win the game. So I can't ask any more. That's what we set out to do tonight was to win the game and we've done that with a bit of style as well. I was so pleased with uh, a lot of the performances tonight. But more importantly, the manner in which they approached the game because we knew Hearts would... You know, be up and at it, and they were. So we saw that off, and then once the game opened up, we were very, very good. So, does this put added pressure on Rangers, or is it quite simple? They all play 38 games at the end of the season, and it'll all balance out. You tell us 0141 951 1025. Celtic fans, what did you make of it last night? What pleased you? What didn't please you? Who stood out? Gordon, it was a routine victory. Is that a fair yeah. word to cover it off? Yeah, I think uh, Neil Lennon sums it up perfectly well there, Gordon. He will be delighted. Any any away game is always a difficult uh, game, uh, but if Celtic go with the right attitude and their players are up for a game, they've got better players as they showed last night. As I said, Hearts as a club, not just talking about new manager in the door. I think it takes time for that, but as a club, are all over the place. And I wasn't surprised that the you know Celtic picked up the three points. And I've got to say, that I thought the first goal was absolutely ter- terrific. I thought it was a fixture though that that had elements of danger in it. You know, approaching it. Tynka, I know Hearts have been really, really poor this season Shocking almost But with a new manager coming in uh, He didn't have a lot of time to work with the players Before his previous fixture um, And obviously lost that one I just thought, will they get the bounce And the atmosphere will be a, a tough atmosphere for Celtic to play in But you looked around the ground There was lots of empty seats for the Hearts fans And Celtic had to go there and be professional Once he got the first goal you know, that's always the, the, the toughest one to get, obviously. But once he got the first goal, they blew Hearts away. And Hearts never had a hope of getting back in it. And Neil's right. If anything, they could have really added to that scoreline. And, and it could have been four or five by the end. Of it. So he'll be delighted because he's went there with Celtic a number of times. And it's been tough, tough games. I was there the night he took over and he came back in charge. And if we remember, it was a tough night. Hearts were down to 10 men. And it was still tough. And they get out of there with three points with a last minute goal. Last night they didn't need that. They were more professional, they were better, and they were clinical when they, they took their chances in the first half. I mean, Gordon Ryan Christie obviously likes playing Hearts in Edinburgh. That was the game, albeit at Murrayfield, that kick started his Celtic career. He was back in the capital last night, and again, scoring another important goal, adding to his numbers for the season, which already looked very impressive for a midfielder. I guess credit goes to Odson Edward for the part he plays in the build up. 
Yeah, and I think that's where everyone now's having a look at Edward. It's not just the fact he can score goals, Gordon. <coughs> we said it on Sunday as well. Um, I've watched him since the start of the season. His link-up play is better and better now. I thought he's touched last night for the first goal, but Ryan Christie is just... Sometimes he's unplayable. You know, he's runs, he can score goals, he's passing, everything about him. And I was the one that sat here about two seasons ago thinking... I don't think this boy's got a future. He's number one pick every single time, you know, a game comes up and he's available. He's number one pick and uh, that shows you how important a player he is to Neil Lennon Celtic. 01419511025. Come on Celtic fans and Hearts fans, give us a call right now. Tell us what you made of the game last night. How would you sum it up? I think one word that came up already was a routine victory. Would you care to add to that? Tell us what you made of it. And the second goal, of course, Mark scored by Olivier and Cham. Yeah, yeah. In terms of how you fit all these players into the team at the moment, it seems okay because there's no El Yunusi, there's no Mikey Johnson, Neil Lennon happy to play the extra central guy, if you like, but yeah. perhaps move Ryan Christie and have him come in off a side. Well, I, I think when you look at Charm, it, it shows you a wee bit uh, about Neil Lennon's man management. This was a player who, in the summer, you know, there was there was reports that he had quotes in certain newspapers that might have been misquoted that he was unhappy. And Neil Lennon had to deal with that And I thought he did that at the time terrifically well And Cham has uh, uh, I think he's made it clear That he would like more game time But he's still happy Now when you've got a player uh, You know like Olivier and Cham Who was touted for £14 million last season And you're not really playing him a lot To keep him happy is a hard job And he's found a way of doing that Neil Lennon And he's put him on the side last night And he's put him on the side He looks happy and he's rewarding his manager with goals. It was a terrific second goal. James Forrest's part in two goals was, you know, fantastic. And he's another player that just keeps producing. If he's not producing goals, he's he's playing a part in them. But in Cham takes it goal. It's a very hard finish, and uh, he takes it terrifically well. Right, don't hang about then. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Twitter at Clyde SSB. Your chance to have your say on the football last night. Let's speak to Alec, who's a Celtic fan on the line. What did you make of it, Alec? Hi Gordon, how Mark? How we doing? Ah yeah, obviously I was on last night, Gordon, and uh, what I says was to to Mark Goody and, and uh, Jim when they were on the visit, Celtic just had to get the three points and and apply the pressure, and then if come the old Firm game, you know Celtic could be a wee bit out of sight or they could be pulled in, uh, and I think that Mark was saying I was trying to take the points for granted. I wasn't. I was just saying Celtic need to. We've got Aberdeen Saturday, and we've got Sitman. Midweek, and I know the last time we were in Paisley, we drew. But again, I think we'll have enough in the tank. And then it goes to the old Firm game. Whatever happens with Rangers when they play their next two games, obviously Hibs, and then next week, you know, Ocelot can keep Dane is get the points in uh, in the bag. Now the boy that was on the first caller that was on about set the tone last night regarding James Forrest, and then you know he must have been watching James Forrest last night, and you know probably eating about a humble pie because the first goal was. First goal was brilliant, and the chances that were creating, as as Neil says, it could have been it could have been four at half time easily. You know what I mean? Yeah, Gordon. This <coughs> idea of of pressure, Neil Lennon says it there in his comments that it puts pressure on the other teams in the league. It means Rangers. That, that, that means Rangers, doesn't yeah. it? This doesn't really apply to anyone else. I no. don't think. I think he's right, Gordon. Um, <clears throat> five points. Rangers can't afford to drop in tomorrow night. Um, they've got a home game in Boxing Day against Kelly, which I think the Rangers are obviously going to win that going into the Celtic game. 
And Celtic are at home at Aberdeen I fancy I've always said It's only Rangers and Celtic Can beat each other at home For me My personal opinion I've not seen anything To convince me that Aberdeen can go to Celtic Park Saturday and one They go to St Mirren I know what Alex saying About the last time But Leading up into a, An old firm game I think Celtic will be strong in that So The pressure is on tomorrow night At Hibs Mark's right It will be a difficult game And it'll be a difficult game Because of the fact that Morelos the star man is suspended, but you bring in somebody of the quality of Defoe, and I just think if you create enough chances, which I think they will, because I think they've got enough ability in their team to do that, I think he can get on the end of things, and I think he'll be the difference, and I think they'll win the game. But it's really going to be tight getting into this, you know, the the winter shutdown, the winter break. Uh, but Rangers can't afford to drop anything tomorrow night from I mean, Rangers fans, this goes out to you as well. Do you feel more under pressure? 01419511025. Is that just a, a phrase that gets banded about because Celtic have played the game earlier? Or do you genuinely feel it? Does it give that added importance going forward? Alec is right, Mark. The first caller last night was very critical of James Forrest. It sort of sparked a James Forrest debate out of nowhere about mm. where his form is at at the moment. Mm. Whether he contributed enough over the 90 minutes to please the gentleman, I don't know, but he clearly did have... An important part to play in one of the goals So I guess if you're a winger yeah. As long as you're making those contributions You can't argue yeah, too much Well he played a part in, in both uh, both of the goals But I mean I'm still amazed And I, I've said it numerous times this season alone How some Celtic fans still have their gripes about James Forrest This is a guy who's served the club for 10 years And wingers are inconsistent But I think James has, has found... Uh, a bit more consistency than than most wingers. The the amount of goals he contributes, the amount of assists, and and not just meaningless goals. You know, goals in big games as well. He scored. Uh, it baffles me how people still have a go at him. He's almost a starter every single game under Neil Lennon. Every single game under Brendan Rodgers. And it amazes me that he still gets stick. Yes, he will give the ball away at times. Yes, he'll he'll know always. Put an inch perfect cross in But there's no doubt about it You'd have him in your team Every I single th- I week I think it's the standards That he's set Mark I think he's set Such such high standards And when he drops below that the Celt- Some Celtic fans think Well he's off for him Whatever James Forrest would be in your team You're starting a living Every single game Guaranteed He's at, He's got that much ability The boy The people that moan about James Forrest Will only come Round to it And admit We were wrong When or if James Forrest ever moves on And you find it so hard to get a winger Who's as consistent and plays as many games as him There was a time that James went through injury problems I think under Ronnie Dyler And he was in and out for a, a lot of weeks And you've seen the sports scientists working with him after games I think he got rid of that And he, he really good fitness people behind him now Physios behind him And he's managed to play almost every game You don't often get that with a wide player You'll see them chopping and changing you know, all, all through the leagues, all through England, you'll see them chop and change. James Forrest is a constant, and he'll be one of these players when he does go, when he does retire, or whatever. Leave Celtic people will go, yeah, he was a top player for us. He did produce on the big stage for us, and you know we were lucky to have him at the club. Don't forget, you can get your calls in on the usual number, or you can also tweet us at Clyde SSB. Uh, thank you very much to Alec for kicking things off tonight. Lots of tweets coming in as well. A one for Tony. Who says question for the panel Is there a better 1v1 wing back in the league than Frimpong Just turned 19 Already a level above the rest Says Tony 
Have we seen enough of him 1v1? I, 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 to be fair, I don't know if Tony means 1v1. I don't know which way he means. Does he mean attacking or defending? I think, I think I'll be attacking because right, okay. that's what you, you, you look at him. He's an attacking player, Gordon. Listen, you know my thoughts on the boy. I absolutely love him. I love watching him yeah, play. You mentioned it. You know, he's terrific. <laughs> he's still young. He will have his dip. He will have his dip in form. Yeah. There's no doubt in that because you've got to go and learn with your bad games as well. Everything's brilliant for him just now. Yet, 1 1 is terrific. So, Neil Lennon says that victory last night puts pressure on or extra pressure on the teams round about. Uh, Tommy's a Rangers fan on the line. Tommy, do you feel more under pressure? Is that something you're looking at? Uh, it's just good evening, lads, first of all. Hello. Uh, no, it's just, that's just manager talking. I, I think Neil Lennon's beginning to think he's with Alex Ferguson. Uh, not under any pressure. When I look at the, the sort of latest fixtures that Rangers have had we've been away at probably what you consider the four toughest grounds that we can go to this month when we go to Hibs we've been to Motherwell uh, we'll be away at Celtic we've been away at Aberdeen so you know if we can stay close on Celtic's tail before the end of the year I think it's going to be a hell of an end to the season so that's that's my first point I've got another wee point about Motherwell uh, Mr. Duncan, that I'd like to put to you. <gasps> I came on the other night to me? try and mention it. And no, no, one ever, no one ever puts points to me, Tommy. This is exciting. So, make well, it a good one, Tommy. I think it's been. Ah, it's not a good one. It's, it's probably a complaint more than anything. It's, uh, yeah, make it a good one. Moral support in, the, in that corner have been getting away with murder for years when we've had Tav and when things thrown at them out, out there. We've had Lee McCulloch, well, I think it was an umbrella that hit. Or a, or a flagpole that hit Lee McCulloch and then at the weekend there it seemed to be overlooked and you know the Morelis carry on that the media love to have a go at Alfredo nobody seemed to mention the fact that that corner again through what was probably either a hot cup of coffee or a hot cup of Bovril mm. along with coins and lighters and everything else and don't you think you know uh, Gordon, that, that your team should be doing something about that corner. Um, well, first of all, a couple of points you made. It was mentioned at length on the show. We even played a clip of Ryan Jack talking about the throwing of objects. So to pick you up on that, it was mentioned. Um, I, Tommy, I, I, I think everybody. What was the phrase Hugh Keevens used? Anyone who throws objects is a half wit, and he kept yeah, repeating yeah. it. I don't think Andy's going to argue with that, Tommy. Um, the the laws are there. Hopefully, if someone does something. Untoward that they get dealt with You mentioned James Tavernier last year The supporter who threw something at James Tavernier last year Was banned indefinitely by the club So this idea that people get away with murder I don't I don't really know how that fits When that supporter was banned indefinitely from the club Well that, that's nice to hear But I, I, I just think that It's went under the radar as far as the media is concerned And Motherwell themselves with that corner Because it seems to be every time Rangers go there Something happens in that corner But that's my point Tommy If you if you ban a supporter indefinitely Then it, it probably didn't go under Motherwell's radar how, how could it have gone under the radar If they banned them indefinitely Well I think the ones that last weekend Could be easily found Yeah and I'm sure we would encourage yeah, Anyone yeah, to look I, into I, that I, I mean. think Motherwell will be looking into it as well Because it's embarrassing because That's right. the point. It, it certainly is embarrassing There's no need for it Whether it's Motherwell supporters Or any other support to be honest with you We've had incidents before From other teams At other grounds So It's just not a problem At Motherwell But the one thing you know About Motherwell Football Club They will work very hard Behind the scenes To try and find out Who's Who was responsible And if they find who's responsible Like you've just said They will be barred 
Simple as that They will not be let back in And Motherwell can only do that And do their best To try and stamp it out 0141 We're already late for the travel I can see Amber chapping at the door But Rangers fans Got a simple question for you We're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard He's planning a, a January clear out So to speak So quite simply Who should go And who deserves to hang around And get another chance 0141 And we could be speaking to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're looking back on last night's game In the capital I'll tell you one man who's happy That's Colo on Twitter At Clyde SSB He says Ryan Christie is the best player in the country By a distance 17 goals 11 assists He could easily finish on 30 goals The Healan Messi he says I'm not sure if that nickname will stick But yeah, I, I, so. I see where he's <laughs> I see where he's going with that one Clearly one who is Catching the attention Needless to say So far Yeah you've got to see He is Gordon I think uh, At the beginning of the season For player of the year I think nearly every one of us uh, oh, that's right. And our forms, yeah, eh? went for right. went for Ryan Christie. So and there are a few contenders to be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, well, Morelis is banging in goals. Edward, people like that. So uh, Frimpong will probably get my vote at the end of the season. <laughs> uh, so no, uh, listen, we know he's a terrific player, and when you can play that position and add goals to it. It's valuable And that's the reason Celtic are sitting five points clear just now Rangers fans Here's one for you 0141 Stephen Gerrard says He's planning a January clear out After admitting the squad Is too big So Who should go Who should be trimmed Or who would you like to see Given another chance Who should stay around And be given the chance To force their way in He says players like Greg Doherty Are doing more than enough To try and prove their worth But there's just too much quality Ahead of them yeah, I can't give you any indication in terms of the numbers, but there'll definitely be people leaving the football club. That's for sure. I won't give you any names just now because I need to respect the individuals. But the squad's too big, as I've said over the, the last few weeks and months, that we want to try and trim that and um, prepare it for the second half of the season. But yeah, there will be outcomes. We still believe by trimming and shaping the squad to make it a bit smaller, we'll have enough to cope with, with the Braga fixtures and beyond if we, if we manage to get through. It's the job, you have to be honest with players, you have to respect players. Some players are doing nothing wrong, nothing wrong at all. They're actually doing more than enough to be recognised and put in, but unfortunately we can only pick 11, we can only pick 18. That's the challenge for me, is actually looking players in the eye and saying you're not doing nothing wrong, but I still can't get you in. And that's down to the form of other individuals in their positions. People, for example, like Greg Doherty, has been absolutely magnificent. Uh, professionalism training really well but in his position we, we've had Ryan Jack who's probably been arguably our player of the season Scott Arfield's dropped down since Davis is injured and probably been our best player over the last couple of games Greg's done absolutely nothing wrong so I have to be respectful to him and understand this situation and maybe the best thing for him is to go and play football I can't stand in his way there so players will be leaving But the question for you on the phones is Who? Who has run their race And who deserves another crack at it? 0141 951 Give us a call right now Gordon, there's quite a list yeah. there Yeah, well I like the way the manager The Rangers manager says Look, I've got to respect the players So I'm not going to give any names But I'm going to go down to Bookies And put a wee bet on Greg Docker He will be leaving <laughs> Um, I think oh, to be fair, I think he was one that was. I think to be fair, he was one that was asked about. Yeah, as well. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 very cynical. I, I, I totally, I totally agree with uh, the Rangers manager. We all know what professionally is, but unfortunately, he's just he's come up against players that are in top form. He can't get a game. So if you're if you're working every week, Gordon, Mark will tell you you want to play football, 
And it comes a time when you think, right, I'm not going to get my chance here. So it's best interest, plus the fact if Steven Gerrard can get, you know, maybe six players, seven players, I, I don't know, I think he's aiming around about the six or eight sort of players. If he can get them off the wage bill, it might just free up some money to add maybe one or two to the squad. If he can get six out and bring two in, that's fantastic business. But these players, you look at guys like James J, uh, Murphy, is he going to be one? You know what I mean? Um, Jordan Jones coming back from an injury, he might be in that radar, you don't think so? I would have thought so, loan. just signed in the summer. I know, but I'm talking about <laughs> going out and loaning at games to the end of the season. I mean, there are a few Jamie yeah. Murphy... Eros Grez I mean you can understand Stephen Gerrard's not going to sit And list off the players That he's trying yeah. to offload But fr- from our perspective Who who might that include I think well I think I mean Grez does no I think Grez does A certainty To be out there And it's all about Coming to some agreement And you know Maybe paying him up And getting interest in him But I think he's one That's certainly going to be out there But Greg Docherty Wouldn't you feel sorry for Almost because of the quality In front of him um, And I think Greg Docherty Will realise that He's at a stage that he has got to be playing first team football You know it's great representing One of the big two clubs up here But if you're just going along to games On a Saturday and watching mm. It's no good for your development I mean could he not do a job Gordon oh. Rangers brought in Andy King in that position who we Andy King's another one barely yeah. Seen. Yeah. You'd yeah. have to imagine that for that arrangement gets, yeah. gets brought to an end Yeah Gresden and King I actually forgot we're still there uh, To be honest with you Greg Doherty yeah uh, I think um you know, you look at the Scottish Premier League, you're not telling me Greg Docker he can't go and do a job at Hibs, Hearts. No, I meant for Rangers, though. No, no, because I, I, I think that, unfortunately, my opinion, and he's not had the greatest chance in the world at Rangers, but I don't think he's at that level. Yeah, I think he's a, I think he's at the level of a, a Hearts or a Hibs or a... I think, you know, I think a couple of years ago, he was at the Rangers level. I think, but... Uh, uh, because that's where Rangers were in that yeah. time But with Steven Gerrard And all that's came with Steven Gerrard How he's got the team playing And to- the additions he's made You're right You're totally right He's not at the level of these boys And and it's almost like the clubs took a step ahead And Greg Dockery maybe just isn't there I think you're right with Jamie Murphy though I mean he uh, Surely he's wanting to play He's been at a long time injured Got himself back fit But when you look at the amount of wingers Rangers have got Surely one of them Has got to be on that list That Stephen mm. Gerrard Think to move on Either in terms of loan Jordan Jones I know was in his plans At the start But Where's he going to fit in Where's he going to play And it's no use Getting back to full fitness And sitting in the stand For six weeks uh, Six months Or getting Ten minutes here and there These players need to play Right what do you think then Who goes Who stays 01419511025 John is a Rangers fan First up, John, just to bring in that discussion there, Stephen Gerrard planning a January clear out. What, which type of players would you expect to be heading for the exit? Not really too sure to be honest. Good evening, guys. Anyway, uh, evening, not really Joe. too sure to be honest. With you. I've not even really gave that a thought because there's lots of guys in the background there, as Gordon saying, hmm. uh, like uh, Greg Dockery. The boy hasn't had a chance to be off fairness. Even away down to Shrewsbury, supposedly he got played a year down there and he was really doing well. So. I know it's a different level, but the boy was playing, um, and it's a shame because he's he's not really he's not had a chance. He's not even had a wee chance. He's not had really any chance uh, since it's moved up into the the, the leagues up above. Do you think so, you could do you think what based on what you've seen, John? Is it time for all parties that that you know he moves on, or do you think he could still do a job? Well, he's a young guy, and he Rangers paid what six hundred thousand or something from. Mm. So I mean the. the 
maybe offload them again, get them playing, maybe send them back down there again. Or I mean, yeah, he would do a turn for any other team. I would imagine your Hibs Motherwells, but maybe better shipping them down, maybe even to Shrewsbury, Peterborough, something like that. Someday that he's going to get game time again and then review it again and keep them. Because you don't want it. Many times as Rangers let boys go mm. and they've regretted it and they went on to better things. Look at John Fleck, for instance. Young boy was with Rangers as a boy. Look at him now. Myself. Hanging in goals. <laughs> um, he's worth probably a couple of million. <laughs> you know? No, I think that's absolutely true. Having said that, though, Stephen Gerrard sounds like if poss- where possible, this is going to be, you know, Permanent moves For these yeah. guys you Talk about trimming the squad lo- Loaning people out Isn't trimming the squad It's just rearranging things Yeah and You'll end up dealing With the same problem Come summer So I think You know he's obviously Looking uh, For the here and now But He doesn't want to have The same problem Come July Where his squad's Bloated again And I tell you what it, It's a difficult thing For managers When they've got a, a huge squad And you're trying to Keep everybody happy and you're sending You know You've got an ideal number You want to train with But you're fine You're having to send Pros and good yeah. pros at that Away to train with kids And it's not It doesn't create a, a A nice working environment And that People get upset very quickly Over that So Stephen Gerrard's got his ideas Of probably the number He wants to work with And these guys are just Unfortunately for them Surplus to requirements Because of the qualities ahead of them uh, John did you have another point to make? Well my point It wasn't that anyway My point um, He's asked me a different point My point for me coming on the phone was Touching to Gordon uh, I don't know if it was Sunday Or if it was Monday After the Motherwell game um, Don't know word for word But It was my point to Gordon I think Gordon and Alec was on And Gordon's words were Bear in mind Gordon You're a former manager mm-hmm. You kind of went on quite a bit about You're not really too Worried about Morelis' behaviour uh, it was a red card. Now, Rangers have went 2-0 up. He's absolutely went and got red carded. Absolutely horrendous. He's never have done it. Yeah, I agree with but, that. Right. But you said you were only too worried, and yeah. Alex said the same thing. And we're talking about a guy here that's banging in goals left, right and centre, and Rangers are going to think uh, Easter Road tomorrow. <coughs> it's going to be a tough game. They've got the new manager on board. They're going to be up for it. And Rangers are going without their top striker who's banging in goals for fun. And you said in the radio, for every viewer to hear, mm-hmm. that you're not really concerned about his behaviour. It's a kind of one-off and, you know, he's towed the line since last time. I think, to be honest with you, if we go to tight Easter Road and get beat, we're five points behind. Now, no, it's OK saying, I know we're relying on Defoe massively. Uh, sorry, we're relying on Morelis massively. So he flings in Defoe not really a lot of game time, you know. I'm 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 a, I'm a bit concerned about going Easter Road. I'm hoping we go and we won comfortable and we we draw a line under the Morelis thing. But for you to say you you weren't encouraging the red card, but you were encouraging actually. Oh, it's okay, kind of thing. You know, he's got a red card, but he's not as bad as last year. I, I couldn't understand why you even said that. To be honest well, with you. Well, I've, I. I agreed with the red card. It was a red card. The reason, the reason I think his behaviour this year has been terrific. I've got to say, and the reason I turned around and said that I wasn't too concerned about it. The boy was foolish. He let himself down. He let his team down. Stephen Gerrard would have been disappointed, no doubt in that. Absolutely no doubt. To go to Hibs tomorrow night without Morelis is a big blow. But I still think Rangers will have enough. But see, John, for me, if. You look at his two yellow cards, right? The one is just a typical striker putting his foot in, he gets a yellow card for it. And then the goal, the celebration, 
He gets a yellow card for it. If I had witnessed Morelos getting sent off for say the usual stuff, tangling with centre, a kick, out. A kick out and aggression, then I would or back you the hill, John. But I honestly think that he's at a spurring moment, something foolish. It was two yellows, it wasn't a straight red, and I think He's obviously realises he's just let himself down, and as Stephen mm. Gerrard says, does it become with... more serious though, with the benefit of hindsight, if it if it does go on to cost Rangers? Say, and I'm not saying if Rangers don't win on Friday, it's all Alfredo Morelos's fault, but you would have to consider it an important factor, given how good he is. This is all in a weird way a compliment to to his footballing ability. Yeah, well, I think I think let's let's be honest here. As much as Defoe is a fantastic striker, I think uh, any team would miss a, a player of the stature of Morelos, what he brings to the team, especially away from home, Gordon. Back to goal, gets Rangers up the pitch, scores goals, you know, not frightened to have a shot in goals, links the play up as well. Of course he's going to be a massive miss, but you've got to accept that that's what's happened. And if Rangers can't go to Hibs without one player and win the game, then you've got to really have a look at your squad. I think I still think they'll have enough to go Easter Road tomorrow night. And win. Final word to you, John. Well, I disagree, Gordon. Yep. If I'm the manager, uh, and you've been a manager, and I've not been a manager at that level at all, so I'm really concerned. I think it's absolutely madness. It should have never have happened, and we're away to Easter Road without a guy that's an absolute fire, and that's a concern. Hibs will be up for it because I've got a new manager. They're at home. They get a doing off as the last time at Ibrox Five. So, yeah, I'm concerned. Fingers crossed we go there and we get a comfortable result and come back. If not, we could be looking at either dropping a point or we're looking at five points behind, and that is a massive concern. Good man, that's John and Mary Hill Thank you very much for the call 01419511025 Stephen Gerrard planning to trim the Rangers squad In January Who stays, who goes Perfect time to call We could be speaking to you After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. As always, there are two ways for you to get in touch. The first one is in the phones, and the second one is on Twitter, at Clyde SSB. And speaking of Twitter, if I could just urge you to go to the Twitter feed, at Clyde SSB, or even the Clyde One page, at 1025 Clyde One, you will see our very own Hugh Keevans, Shaken Keevans, attempt to get to Christmas number one. He said it's what he wanted for his 70th birthday. He's been working hard on it all year, Hours and hours of filming and recording And he's recorded his own Christmas song <laughs> It is spectacular You need to head to the it's Twitter great. feed at Clyde SSB it, To show the video yeah, I've just, just showed the guys that, during yeah, the break We just had a look at it there And the amount of people he's managed to get on there Unbelievable And it worked so hard So we just hope people support him And he's not a bad wee chanter is there Hugh? He's alright He's aye. enjoying his That voice bit. doesn't change Does it for anything? Yeah. I mean he, he manages to sing the same tone All the way through But seriously He's got some famous faces oh, involved In the music aye. video Where to even start? I noticed Chris Boyd We've got Frank McAvenny, Michelle Christie. McManus was in there, Ryan Christie, Scott oh, Brown, Ian McCall, Kenny Miller, the Glasgow Warriors, there are stars of the Scotland pantomime, today. John Mackay, Scotland Tonight, is, <laughs> yeah. there are all sorts of famous oh, yeah. faces that he has managed uh, to get on his, well, is it, is it worth playing, will it put people off their dinner, will no, it make them crash, you, make them crash the car? Wow, Give nice. a clip. <laughs> Sounds even funnier than when you can't see the video. 
On a serious note You need to see the video The video makes it Because the yeah, lyrics All match yeah. up With the people That he's been out uh, Speaking to And recording with So give that Give that a watch well that done, It's just a bit Of harmless fun And Brilliant. it's good fun at that Do you know I'm not on Twitter But I'm going to go and You're going to join Especially oh, for that I've got to In all the years I've known him That's his best Things so his far. best piece of yeah, work I'm looking brilliant. forward to him Joining us in the studio tomorrow To really get the lowdown On, on what it was like He's Yeah It would try to pog it You know uh, like you see oh, The yeah. artists coming into A radio studio And pogging yeah. their single He'll be He'll be like that tomorrow Graham Norton show Saturday night <laughs> Yeah He's doing them all He's doing I them can all. imagine Right 01419511025 If you want to get in touch With us tonight Stuart is a Rangers fan On the line Just before The break Stuart Before the travel We heard Stephen Gerrard Planning a January clear out Who do you think That might involve I think it'll involve uh, a good couple of players, uh, but I'm hoping. I know they're going to bring Milton, uh, Milton back, but I hope they keep him and don't put him back out in loan because that guy's never had a chance. Uh, I think there were three or four. So it may be even five or six, but I think they'll put two in. Fair point, which by the way, I, I must admit that was one I forgot about. I don't. Um, just, mm. just because you know, because he's not even getting the game time. Yeah, it's really I, so. I, I mean, again. He's one that you look at if where he is. Get, if you can get in the Hibs team, yeah, what chance have you got? Getting uh, in that Rangers you know, Rangers getting in ahead of the wingers have got there. It's incredibly difficult. Stephen Gerrard in the summer, I think when you look at it, he made those positions his priority with him, he brought in and brought in guys early. So for Glenn Middle, I mean, I think that's going to be incredibly difficult. So he might be one of the ones on the list that he may be wanting to move on. Yeah, I think he will be. Um, I think the Rangers fans liked him But obviously the standards have, have risen at Ibrox And the quality is a lot better, Gordon And he goes out to have And I was delighted to see him going out and getting games Because I like to see players As Mark said, you don't want to train And then just turn up at a game and sit and watch it You want to train and then play You want to feel that you've achieved something in your week And it was great to see him going out But he's, but he's not even getting a game with Hibs so I don't know how you expect him to come back and challenge for a Rangers place. I think he'll go out and loan again. Stuart, do you want to come back in? Uh, I get back to my point. Before I get to my point, uh, Gordon, I've got you message to pass on you to one of your friends, uh, Peter Hellison. I met him a couple of weeks ago. I, I meet him all the time. He told me to say hi and how you're getting on. Ah, right. Oh, yes. I've, not, I've not spoken to Peter for a long, long while. Not he was an average player, Peter, but I made him. <laughs> oh, he's oh. moved to Aberdeen, but he's oh. never thanked me. Hope he's listening. Oh, he will be. <laughs> My text will be gone in <laughs> two minutes. Uh, getting back to our points, if the Rangers going for the commander player, Brophy, I think it'd be a great signing. Uh, he's quite he's fat, he's fast, and he can pass a ball. And he's been commander for a good while, so he knows what he, he knows what the teams are around in the around like Rangers and Celtic. I think Rangers will, will buy him in January. What do you think? Eamon Brophy to Rangers, no, not for me. Don't, don't mind when the rumours start or the suggestions start. You not have another? Nah, no, not for me. Um, I don't think. I don't think he would come in there and really challenge for a place. They're looking at you know trying to take over from guys of Morelos, Defoe. Um, I just, I just can't see Brophy in that league. I mean, if he, if he goes, they've got the Kilmarnock front three for, for last year. You know, Stewart and and Jones, and they set a lot, like they certainly worked well together. And I think that's where you've seen the best uh, guys like Brophy. But I mean, again, I think he's got too much quality in front of him to even think about breaking into that Rangers team. I don't think he's been anywhere near prolific this year to break into. Mm into that range or break into Stephen Gerrard's thoughts I mean Stuart's talking about players coming in 
Listening to Steven Gerrard I'm not saying that means Rangers are definitely not bringing anyone in But just listening to him Does it sound like the priority is the outgoings This trimming of the squad This getting it down well, to a more manageable when, number aye, Because when you look at the squad And the, and the amount they've got there I've, You shift these guys on These guys aren't on pennies You know what I mean By no means are they on 30 grand a week But still amounts to Probably a decent wage for a couple of You know real quality players to come in So Although Stephen Gerrard's talking about how professional Greg Docherty is And he'll probably say the same about other guys going out If they do go away He'll probably thank them for the, his time But when he's been selfish and his job is to win the league at the end of the season He has to add quality to the squad Who can make a difference Who either can come off the bench and make a difference Or can manage to wriggle their way into the starting mm. eleven, And that might mean spending a few quid And that means clearing boys out Yeah Stuart it took Pierre 30 seconds to text me Saying I made you a player Never in a million years <laughs> There you go Effective messaging from you Stuart Well done Thanks for getting in touch That was Stuart in Cope Bridge uh, On Twitter at Clyde SSB Shaken Keevans is getting a good response oh, yeah. Gary Henderson says I'm afraid this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life Says Gary <laughs> on Twitter um, Martin Wilson believes that Hugh Keevans has just completed Christmas um, Craig Murdoch I don't know if this is a compliment He says I feel violated I've got to say I think it's absolutely it's brilliant funny, I, I don't know how many brilliant. people Will have it in the background Eating their Christmas dinner <laughs> On Christmas day right enough But it's, it's still He he's should bore it Three o'clock on the TV Sing these wee songs It grows on you It grows on yeah. you I promise Ken is in Canvas Lang next up What's on your mind tonight Ken? I was just about The game last night mm-hmm. I know mean, The first goal I thought we were quite lucky with it because of the week coming together between uh, uh, Forrest and Christie. But also, that pitch last night wasn't doing anybody any favours. I mean, you can see it when they're trying to run with the ball. The ball wasn't rolling along the pitch, it was bouncing along. So, I do think it was very, we were a bit lucky at times. And also, Edward was had, uh, kicking it fresh air more than one occasion, which is probably the favourite uh, state of the pitch as well. Uh, I was wondering what you guys thought about I think I think half of the pitch is really really bad because did they have a concert or something yeah, they had an orchestra or something oh, sorry, on yeah, there they something sorry, on it is that definitely why though because oh, I, yeah. I thought it looked overall I thought the full thing looked well I, I think when you, I think when you look at the pitch after the that advent yeah I remember horrendous. that back I, in August but I'm talking yeah, about last but, night um, usually Gordon if you go around any of the pitches just now in the Premier League I know our weather's not been great but you look at Fur Park, for instance, of uh, Sunday, it was like Bowling Green. Uh, I do agree, but I th- listen, the pitch never caused any problems last night because Celtic went there, professional job. Yeah, but Ken's talking job. about sometimes running with the ball and stuff. Yeah, Did you not yeah, notice any of that? Yeah, I, I, exactly. But you've just got to Need manage games. You've got to manage that, Mark. You've got to adapt to that. And Celtic have got good enough players that they can adapt to it. You know, it's like Craig Levine tried the old trick of leaving no the grass. grass. You know, uh, Mark every... tries to leave the hedge long oh, the and breaking to block out the, the sunlight. Hedge, but... <laughs> I told you the amount of balls we were losing <laughs> in that hedge. My transfer budget is went down. Your passing drills must be good. <laughs> uh, just on, the, the, on a, a sort of general sense, a million uh, pound pitch it didn't look great, I, did it? Like it's just, it's kind of indicative of where Hearts are just now as a club. Everything seems to be falling apart. I mean, they even get a new manager and. And you expect some sort of bounce I mean Two games Nothing Pitch terrible I mean Craig Levine Still behind the scenes On the positive side uh, A couple of them were I mean the second goal For Cham to take the finish That way On a 
a ropey pitch Then you would be happy with that Wouldn't you? Oh terrific I, I thought it was a difficult finish um, But I mean again Celtic managed the game Perfectly well You know They, they understood the surface They know They knew the the, the areas to play in They knew the areas uh, When not to play And they got the rewards And I'll say it again Neil went and said mm. that The only disappointment was That for him That it wasn't more goals And he probably could have Made his substitutions quicker Can any players stand out For you last night Either in a, a positive Or a negative sense? Well, well Christie's always a Christie's always a standout But also uh, Pim Pong as well um, I'm just wondering when uh, Gordon's going to ask him to marry him. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll I've not seen a Hearts manager so animated on the touchline for quite a while. Also, when they went over to Johnny Hayes after Hayes and that coming together with a Hearts player, which looked like he was in a way kind of controlling him or trying to uh, tell him he knows he didn't mean it. You know, uh, I thought that was a nice touch. But as I said, I've not seen a Hearts manager as animated on the touchline. Uh, for a while As I saw last night Yeah listen He'll be judged on his results But in, uh, anyone who brings a, Something a bit different A bit of character He certainly seems like a character Gordon yeah, I don't really yeah. know what that'll Mean in time We need him, to be, hear, we need him to be good Did I hear something him. That he, he used to go out Drinking with the Barnsley fans After so. the game I think that's true Well that's certainly Can you do that character. With the Breaking fan The Breaking fan <laughs> Did you just say that? <laughs> we know Jim <laughs> Come on Jim Let's go uh, Ken and Camus Lang Thank you very much for the call Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Now, coming up after Beat the Pundit, a football story to warm the heart just as we approach Christmas. The perfect timing for it. Stay tuned to find out what exactly that is. But before we do it, let's play Beat the Pundit. Your chance to get one over on Mark or Gordon. Answer more questions than they can. And you walk away with a signed ball. It's as simple as that. 0141 951 1025. And you need to be quick because the lines close when the news starts at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The form team for compensation for. For more than 40 years Talk to Thompsons.com Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Looking back on Celtic's victory Against Harps last night Hearing from Stephen Gerrard Planning a January clear out For his Rangers squad uh, Coming up after Beat the Pundit A football story To bring a smile to your face We don't say that too often But I promise you it will We're going to do that next Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the Pundit time As usual Gordon DL spent the news Bragging about how good His current run of form is On Beat the Pundit So let's find out How he gets on tonight If it's him It could be Mark Up against Gary From Govan How are you tonight Gary? Not bad at all Gordon How are you? Yeah good thanks See if you had to pick Between these two Gary I know there's not much Between them Who, who's, who do you think Is the brighter out of these two? Uh, I'd, probably, I'd probably rather play against Mark But, um, oh, well done, Gary. <laughs> Love your style. Since Gordon's been getting a big lick, so we'll see what happens. Oh, <laughs> Gary, that's a low moment. In my that, life. That's a real <laughs> moment. It's <laughs> 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 I'd rather play. Okay. Ah, Gary. That should be minus one. Huh? <laughs> no, no, just move on. Let's, let's toss the coin and find out if it's heads, it is Mark Wilson. If it's tails, it's um, Brain of Britain, Gordon DL. <laughs> and it's heads It's Mark Wilson You've got the easy one Gary You've got an easy fixture oh. tonight On the card The pressure is on nightmare Gary You want best wishes <laughs> On the ball You don't plan it Gary The ball for you <laughs> well, Once me, that music's on It's difficult Gary Let <laughs> me give Mark Some 
Clyde 2 to listen to Right Gary you can't hear us anymore So you've got 30 seconds Head to head with Mark You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep ready Let's do it What club won the Scottish Cup in 2015? Celtic Name either of Celtic's goal scorers last night Ryan Christie Who is the current manager of Alloa? Pass Which stadium will host the final of Euro 2020? Pass What nationality is Harps midfielder Peter Haring? Australian What team does Antonio Conte manage at the moment? Napoli Who was Rangers manager in the 2008 UEFA Cup final? Paul Smith Okay, let's bring Mark back Mark, can you hear us? Yep you ready? Yep, yep, yep. Gordon Deal's trying the mind games. I can, what, what, I know, what, he's what, making all the facials <laughs> like, oh, whoa, good guy, was good. Was he? Hi. <laughs> just, just the three mere passes and Gary, you've got them. Right, you ready? Oh Same set of questions to you, shall we? Yep. I hope if I get my paper in the right order, let's oh, go. Who won the Scottish Cup in 2015? Uh, Hibs. Name either of Celtic's goal scorers last night. And Cham. Who is the current manager of Alloa? Peter Grant. Which stadium will host the final of Euro 2020? Wembley What nationality is Hearts midfielder Peter Haring? Austrian Which team does Antonio Conte manage at the moment? Inter Milan Who was the Rangers manager at the 2008 UEFA Cup final? Uh, Walter Smith Which Scottish side plays their home games at Balmour quickly? Peter Head Okay <laughs> That's powerful, that's a good oh, session there oh, yeah. Gary, I'm happy with that Gary, what do you think? Ah, he's done his there. Oh, no. Not so stupid, you are my Gary. <laughs> 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 oh, Gary. Just don't you, don't you dive in. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm so confident. How good will this be if Mark's di- diving no, in there no, and, no. and he's lost? No, there's absolutely no chance he's lost unless you fix it. <laughs> Let's find out which club won the 2015 Scottish Cup. Inverness. Oh, oh, was it? Yeah. When was Hibs? 16 ah. Name either of Celtic's goal scorers last night You got this one right Gary yeah, It was either Ryan Christie or Olivier and Cham You went Christie Mark went and Cham So it was one all Who's the manager of Alloa? You hesitated I thought oh, you weren't going to get it But that. Peter Grant You got it 2-1 to Mark He then made it 3-1 Wembley will host the final of Euro 2020 I can't believe I never got that one um, I feel sorry for you here Gary Because um, uh, Austria and Australia I mean they're not really They're not close to each other But the words sound sort of similar Gary went for Australian sure. And you went for Austria You're only 15,000 miles out Gary <laughs> And you oh, got okay. it right so. See to be fair I still For some reason I thought it was Australian There you go oh, wow. 4-1 to Mark It then became 5-1 Because Conte oh, Is the manager that? of Inter uh, Well you got Walter Smith Gary you're a Rangers fan You're never going to forget that So I think that's 6-2 To Mark And he then made it Even worse 7-2 He got to Balmore <laughs> oh, Peterhead yes. Gary what's your second Thanks, name Gary. Again? I'm <laughs> 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 oh, lucky, Gary. Gary. Well, fair play, well played, Mark. Good. Ah, He's cheers. a good sport. I yeah, like that. Gary yeah. in Govan. If you know any Garys in Govan that sound a bit like him, yeah, gonna have, you're going to yeah. need to give it to him tight after that. Well, it wasn't unlucky. He just didn't know that. He should go home straight, to be- straight to bed and forget about the night. Ah, that's what he gets for I, saying I was. What would you have got there? Nine, what was your score? Nine. 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 Well, I, got, I got Inverness right away. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know Inter Milan, Conte. Yes, I did. No, no One chance. million percent, I did. You're not a student of the game, like Mark. You don't. You don't follow European football the way he does. He did about three guesses there. He came out and luck. I think that's my best performance I've ever had. Seven. 
Johnny Gary fired Do you think because the pressure was on? I fired The nine games and... Yep, yep, yep. No, he can deal with the pressure. You done, Gary. He bottled it. See the minute you went, the minute the music comes on, Gary, you could actually feel him shaking. <laughs> yeah. Good and do you know how I know that you don't have time to watch Inter Milan because you've got you've got too many automotive disasters at the moment. Oh. Gordon Diel phoned me on Monday. Um, I also got the phone complaining call. that his handbrake wasn't working. So he took it to his local garage To get it fixed His handbrake And as he rolled it into the garage forecourt <laughs> It then wouldn't start again And he found out that the starter motor Had gone in his car And so he had to get it dealt with again It's still under warranty A nice new car that you've got as well Somehow mm. um, So that was two issues in the space of two days mm. And he is currently looking out the window At Clyde One HQ Because the AA are here to tow it away <laughs> Because something else has happened That's three things in three days And I'm going to have to take oh, him home brilliant. What on earth is going on? I want See the Passat The Passat never let me down See when you go modern car And you spend a few quid I'll I, I tell yeah. you what I, I hate it The <laughs> fact The two of you sat in that office And you were laughing so hard <laughs> I, I hope No your car tonight Gordon I I hope we pass him and his car breaks down. But I would ah. love, I would love nothing better. Do you know the thing is as well? He came in and he was so worried, and he was telling me it was his gearbox, and he was saying to me, "Should I go home over the Erskine Bridge because there's less gear changes if I go that way?" Magic. See if you did that and then broke down the Erskine Bridge, I would have loved that. I would have loved that. But ah, well, three times in one week. For it's three times in three days. Three times in three days. Yeah. That's that's quite impressive. Ah, good. Well, it all comes in threes. I've been married three times. My car's broken down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Right before Christmas as well. Good Can time. Be happier. Yeah. Anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. If you would rather contact us on Twitter. Uh, then you can do so At Clyde SSB We've been looking back On last night's game At Tynecastle Hearing from Stephen Gerrard Still looking for you Kilmarnock fans In fact I think I can see A Kilmarnock fan Giving us a call right now So we'll get to that As soon as we possibly can But I did promise you And I'm a man of my word Especially at this time of year A footballing story To warm the heart Just before Christmas Everybody needs a bit of that Don't they Gordon's down in his luck With his car But no Seriously yeah. On a serious <laughs> note A football story to warm the, warm the heart I don't know if you've seen this today Former Partick Thistle goalkeeper Kenny Arthur He's come to the rescue Of a young boy With a rare condition Who's got dreams of becoming A top goalkeeper himself Now nine year old Kai Wanted a pair of goalkeeping gloves For Christmas But due to the condition That Kai suffers from Standard goalie gloves Won't fit So His mum And the family reached out Trying to Go through all the, the Various companies Trying to come up with a solution I'm pleased to say that former Partick Thistle keeper Kenny Arthur came up with a solution. He joins us on the line just now, as does Kai's mum, Deborah. Deborah, how are you? Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you very much. I'm fine. Thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. Now, Deborah, you've become somewhat of an internet sensation today. Just tell us a little bit about the, the tweets that you sent. Tell us a bit about your story and what's happened to you over the last few days. Oh, God. Okay, so I don't really do... I'm not a big social media. I don't like post very often or nothing. But as I say, we just wanted as a family, like, we can't repay, like, Kenny enough for what he's done, like, for our family, you know. I'm really sorry, but I say, we just wanted to put the, the tweets up just to let people know exactly what he's done for us. I say, it's our only way we can possibly say thank you for what he's done. Kai is absolutely over the moon at his gloves. He had them on in the school today, and 
you know, he literally thinks he is David De Gea. You know, he's been out playing all day in the rain, and so he has shown shown his gloves off to everybody. So he has. He thinks he is going to be the next YouTuber. So it's just taken us really by surprise. We're so overwhelmed with everything, everybody's messages, everybody that's reached out. It's just absolutely blown us away. So it has. We're not like. You know, we're so quiet, you know, so it's absolutely just stunned us. So it has, it's just went absolutely mental from last night. Yeah, Deborah, tell us a little bit about Kai then and how we find ourselves here having this conversation because, unfortunately for Kai, standard goalkeeping gloves don't fit and they needed to find a solution. Tell us a little bit about the, the battle that Kai's had over the years. Oh, God. So he was born with actrodactyly of his hands and feet. Um, it was something we didn't know he was born with it, but he's never, ever let it hold him back from nothing. He's just grown with everything. You know, we just tell him he's so lucky that he's got hands and feet. There's people out there that don't. You know, his hands and feet might look different, but at the end of the day, he's so lucky to have them. And, you know, that's what we try to instill into him. We just try to instill confidence. And as I say, just tell him that he's no different from anyone else. His hands and feet look different, but hey, you know, he's so lucky compared to the others. But recently he's been getting really, really mad into football. He is Man United staff and Arsenal, so it's not going down too well in the house. But um, he's been absolutely mad. We got him tickets for his birthday to go to Old Trafford and he went over there and watched the United play Spurs. So, um, he was absolutely over the moon. He got the De Gea football kit and, you know, he was absolutely just, he's just mad into football at the minute. He joined a wee local football team there about three weeks ago, but they're letting him participate in training and letting him train away with him. Unfortunately, he can't really play matches or nothing yet because he doesn't have, obviously, the goalkeeping gloves or nothing. Because of his feet, he, he's grand, he'll run about, he's fine, no bother, but he gets tired very, very quickly and runs out of stamina very quickly. So he really prefers to stay in this. It suits him. I'd say it's just perfect for him. Yeah. So um, the only problem was, say, with the football team, the other kids were lending them their gloves, but they were just flopping off Kai's hands. So he really, really needed his own pair, and that's what then took his godmother she had um, contacted loads of different companies Adidas, Nike, the British Paralympics Association just to try and find somewhere or someone who could point us in the right direction um, like even just to point us in a manufacturing route some somebody or something that could help us in terms of reaching out the way to get a pair of gloves made for Kai and you know Money was no object. You know, we were in the car. We'd have went to the ends of the earth if it meant getting him a pair of gloves. We would have done anything, and no one really came back to us. So it was really disheartening. Now, one man who did come back to you, of course, was was Kenny Arthur, former Partick Thistle goalkeeper, and he also joins us on the line at the moment. Kenny, how are you? How are we, guys? How are we? Yeah, great. Thanks, Kenny. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little oh, bit about how you received Kai's story and how how it got to you and how you managed to come up with a solution for him. Yeah, I think um, Ashley and Deborah sent an email across uh, just explaining Kelly's situation and how, how he wanted to be the next David to hear. Um, and, and really, it was a no-brainer for, for us, for the Kelly brand, to to help out as much as we could. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping you've won him over enough, Kenny, that he now wants to become the next Kenny Arthur. 
rather than <laughs> rather than David you, De Gea. I tell you what, if you want an idol, I think a David De Gea is a <laughs> more aspirational figure. So I think we just leave him, leave him support. Him well, I'll tell you what, you're being a bit harsh on yourself, given the way you've stepped up to the plate here. So just explain, you know, what what you and the company had to do then, or, or how you managed to solve this predicament that Kai and the family found themselves in. Yeah, it was a little bit. It was a little bit of a left field for us. Um, so we just did a little bit of email correspondence. Um, thought the most sensible approach was send us some pictures of Kai's hands. And we then took it through our design team, through our manufacturer team, um, to see if we could get get something close. And the first prototypes were not too far away, so we went back to back to Deborah said, "Could you send some, some pictures again um, with a tape measure next to his hand so we can get the size right?" Um, and the team worked really hard just to to get the the final product done. So delighted with it. So so buzzing here that that he's so enthusiastic about his football. Um, you know, it's just it makes it all worthwhile for us in the business. Yeah, if you go to our Twitter feed, by the way, at Clyde SSB, you can see the gloves, you can see Kai in them, you can see how happy he is. Deborah, we've got Kenny on the line as well. How would you? What would you say to Kenny? How would you oh, thank him? I am just speechless. I can't thank you enough for what you've done to like for us. Honestly, I'm just really, really blown away. You've just really changed our lives. We just can't thank you enough for what you've done for us. No, it's an, it's an absolute pleasure, um, you know, on my part and, and on, on our part. I think I've said to a couple of media outlets today that, um, you know, their business exists just to make the, the life of a goalkeeper easier. Um, I'm dead fortunate that I get to coach some party crystal goalkeepers and help them a little bit as well. So, you know, it's my absolute pleasure to you know, to help you guys and carry out as much as, much as possible. Sorry, can I just say one thing? All this was done within two weeks from we emailed, like from Ashley emailed Kenny. I mean, he replied to us that afternoon and he came back to us with, you know, a draft of the gloves, everything within two weeks. This was done. Not only did he send us a draft of the gloves, we were blown away. He asked us what colour we preferred in them. I was writing back saying, God, I don't even care if they pet the pig, pink or blue, you know, I don't care. I think I would have. But, you know, not only like was he doing this for us, he was asking what colour we preferred. And he actually came back today and said if we needed any alterations done or any more to get back to him, which I was just yeah. absolutely blown away with. I mean, you know, the fact that he's done this, not only did he send us one pair, he sent us two pairs and free of charge. You know, we, honest to goodness, we, like as I say, we can't thank you enough. The only reason I put the post up was simply just to raise awareness for what you have done for us and what you have done for Kai. The story's not about us. It's not even about Kai. It's simply about the generosity that's out there. And, you know, I've said it a lot today. I don't think, you know, with everything that's going on at the minute in the world, there's just not enough stories are not enough positivity and I think this is just a prime example I think you just personify inspiration at the minute and as I say we can't thank you enough for what you've done to us a small gesture to like some and you know very immaterial to others but for us it's absolutely life changing and for Kai it's you know it was something that he was never going to achieve in life and as I say you've made that possible for us there we go Kenny that's a high praise indeed life changing just something that you perhaps saw as a just a small gesture routine But the impact that it's made It must be uh, must be quite a, quite a, an important message that, that Deborah gives you there No, it's, it's, it's really humbling um, You know, it, it kind of makes me a little bit emotional as well um, You know, it was it was a small gesture in our part And, and you know, delighted that it's been, that it's been so well received 
Good man Kenny That was a brilliant Great gesture Thanks for joining us Deborah we hope you And Kai and all the family Have a great Christmas I'm sure he'll be out With the gloves on On Christmas Day He'll be keeping busy um, Practising his shot stopping Trying to become Either the next David De Gea Or Kenny Arthur Somewhere in between So thanks you very much For both joining us There you go Told you that would cheer you up ah, Gordon <coughs> Fantastic story Gordon uh, I'm sitting here Down the dumps Obviously I need a Andy Murray Hip replacement And my car Needs an Andy Murray Replacement somewhere And so, all of a sudden Your a problem sudden, Your wee problems Are put in perspective nothing, Absolutely Can nothing. Kenny Arthur Make new cars That's the question <laughs> Next for him Can he make new hips Hips and cars <laughs> Hips and cars Kenny You can hear on. the difference It makes That's unbelievable Like Kenny was saying there he, he genuinely thinks That's a small A small gesture But it just goes a long way And uh, a, a lovely That was a lovely call You know Just before Christmas Just goes to show you how happy a wee thing like that can make mm. a, a full family. Like I say, if you go to Acclyde SSB, you can see the story, you can see the pictures of the special gloves, one of a kind that Kai's got made uh, by Kenny Arthur and the good folks there. So head over there, check it out, and uh, I'm sure you will to, to share your well wishes as well. We're going to take a breather then. We've got a full-time teaser coming up as well. It's quite an easy one tonight. Oh, good. Yeah. You'll still need a pen and paper, but you'll get it easy, I think. We'll get that next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The two ways for you to get in touch. First one is on the phone, and the second one is on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Real concern out there for you, Gordon, given the mishaps that you've been having with your car recently. Uh, Kenny Haddon sent us a tweet, though, he's uh-huh. here for you. He says, Tell the Dazzler if he needs a taxi, I'm working tonight. And uh, Mark Wilson will give me a good reference Because I took his drunken self home a few weeks ago Was oh. <laughs> that right? I did Apparently so <laughs> Brilliant I hope we're not going to have to call in the lawyers uh, so, uh, But uh, of course you don't need to call in the lawyers if it's true, do you? So, uh, No, 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 it's probably true No yeah. defence, no nah, denial Nah, 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 I'm, I'm quite happy with that Right, okay, please drink responsibly <laughs> over this Over this over uh, festive uh, period It is the season and all that It is the season I started my Christmas in October though <laughs> <laughs> 2009 <laughs> uh, Right on a serious note Some great tweets coming in After the call there uh, From Deborah and Kenny Arthur If you want to know more About the story Go to At Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, T McSee is on Says wow What a wonderful moment of radio Really tugged my heartstrings Kenny you're a gent Deborah, eloquent and grateful I'm on a mission Kenny answered the call What a breath of fresh air again Wonderful radio Well done guys Says Tom And loads coming in Similar uh, like that Lisbon Celtic says What an amazing story About young Kai the goalkeeper I'm not crying You're crying Says Lisbon Celtic So there we go We feel good story In the lead up to Christmas Hopefully Kai and the family All have a good time uh, Quite a simple teaser I think yep. for, for two men of your level Of, of intellect I think you'll scoosh this um, Martin Burns says Nine Irish players Have scored In the group stages Or beyond Of the Champions League Can you name them Nine Irish players Have scored in the group stages Or beyond Of the Champions League I'll take one each for me to start off. Yes, well yeah. done. Kelly and Sheridan. No. Uh, Good no. guess. Tino Scorn? No. Not according to Martin Burns. You just blame him, remember? Oh, full right, time okay. teaser he sends uh, in. Robbie Keane. Yes. Mm. Who did you say? McGiddy? Yeah. Uh, McGiddy. Uh, uh, um, Roy Keane? Yes. All right, that's three of nine. So you're a third of the way there. I think you're going to absolutely squish it. Nine Irish players have scored in the group stages or beyond of the Champions League. Robbie Keane, Roy Keane, Aidan McGeady. Um, we are going to hear from Kilmarnock's Head of Football Operations, James Fowler. It's been a, a big week for Kilmarnock and one that doesn't only involve Kilmarnock fans because I've seen fans of all clubs 
taking a look at this and, and perhaps expressing their surprise at Angelo Alessio being sacked um, We do have a Kilmarnock fan on the line though Simon, how would you sum up how you've been feeling over the last couple of days about this? Uh, thanks very much, I'll take my call guys uh, Good evening Gordon, Gordon and Mushroom Simon I was about to obviously talk about Angelo Alessio But after hearing the story about Mikai It's obviously pales everything in, into comparison a little bit But um I'm a, I'm absolutely raging to be honest with you about Alessio and sacking. Um, I was trying to compose myself over the last couple of days, but it's hard to because I feel he's been treated ridiculously by not only the club but the players at the club. If the stories that are came out in the Daily Record are true um, about the the players, you know, patience being broken because he was speaking in Italian in the dressing room to his translator, it just seems like really really amateur behaviour and. I just want to know, obviously, two ex-pros in the studio, if they've ever worked to a foreign manager on how they would react if, you know, a foreign manager had to communicate to his translator in Italian to obviously get his point fully across, whether that would like, affect them as players or whether they would just, you know, respect that he's the manager because it really seems that the players have not respected <coughs> Alessio's authority and I thought, from the outside, it looks like he's a bit of a soft... They think he's a bit of a soft touch because he's not as, maybe as... Stringent as Clark was So I just want to hear The guy's opinion on that And then I've got a point On the, the new manager Funnily enough Mark Although you played under a few I think did you always manage yeah. Sort of home never, Yeah homegrown home managers, grown managers yeah. I feel like. No never foreign But I'm with <clears throat> I'm with Simon in this one um, I think Kilmarnock have set a You know It's a tough road to go down here Because If you're sacking a manager Because They didn't fancy The, uh, the players didn't fancy him didn't like his methods or didn't like him conversing in his native language to his number two, then the next manager who comes in, if the players don't like him, did they go and, and get rid of him? It's It was an odd thing. Now, I can maybe understand if they're lying where, say, where hearts are and they've went from a team up the top uh, with, with Steve Clark and Everton Rosie to down the bottom in a relegation battle in December, but they're not. Fifth place... It is by no means a shambles And results haven't been perfect But they're still in there with a chance So I was surprised at this Now we all heard the stories that things At the start of the season Things weren't right behind the scenes But I still believe he should have been given A lot longer than what he was It's a tough job coming from a different country Different culture Into Kilmarnock Whoever came in It was always going to be a tough job Following Steve Clark And I think Kilmarnock are in a dangerous position here. I, th- I think a point in perso- the next guy. me personally, you can look at the players, right? I don't believe. I think players are going to take responsibility. Um, but you've got to look at who brought the lad in first and foremost. Um, what was the thinking behind it when they knew that he didn't speak English? He knew that the club was going to go in a different uh, direction with different methods. So. You've got to look at the people that made the appointment for me, Gordon. Yeah, you can have a go at the players, and I, I think the players got to take a bit of responsibility as well. The managers come in with a different approach, and players are frightened of change in this country, let's be honest. And I was probably, you know, I never played under a foreign manager, but if a foreign manager had come in, I would probably have been the same. I was old school, this is the way it worked in Scotland. But players are frightened to change. But I look at the bigger picture, I look at why then... Do you make that appointment? And I think that somebody's got to take the responsibility mm. above 
Take, take that Well Simon hang on the line And let us know what you think of this Because it's the first time We've spoken to anyone Directly from Kilmarnock since And the head of football operations James Fowler says it was Time for a change uh, And that the players now Have no excuses He says there's no rush For a new manager Alex Dyer Will be in interim charge Until at least the winter break Obviously we'd spoke to, to Alex After we'd, we'd spoke to Angelo uh, And asked if he would be Be good enough To, to take the the team for the next probably two or three matches uh, and with us having the winter break as well it probably gives us a little bit more time uh, Alex is obviously well respected within within the building uh, the fans love him as well he's been part of a, a successful management team here in the past so we're, we're comfortable with, with uh, having Alex in charge at the moment I just think the club felt that uh, they wanted to make a change obviously I suppose people looking at, at the league table might say oh he's in a decent position why has that been the case but I think obviously all managers will get, get monitored uh, in terms of results on the pitch, performances, uh, how they deal with, with the group as well, and say the position we're in a decent position, but we just club felt that it was time for a change. Performances at the start of the season obviously got off to a sticky start. They were in, had a good spell. Then obviously recently I think it's maybe one one in eight, which is obviously then a, a factor in, in where the club think they should be or, or, or want to be. And obviously they say sometimes you can get good performances without getting results, but I think probably the combination of the two obviously highlights that. that We've not scored in the last last three games as well, so uh, I think obviously there's just to make sure that everyone's pulling in the right direction as well. And, and sometimes, as I say, I've been there myself as a player, you can sometimes blame the manager. Uh, that takes probably, I suppose, any excuses away now that, that there's been a change in that department and we're looking for the players uh, to react, hopefully, on Saturday in the right way. Simon, it's the closest we've come to an explanation, if that's the right word. What did you make of what James Fowler had to say there? How does that sit with you? James Fowler's an absolute club legend and he's a, a good guy but I don't believe a word he's saying there to be honest with you it's, it doesn't really sit well with me as an excuse um, Things we just needed a change well he was appointed in, in the summer um, obviously in the summer it was a, a tough tough job for, for Alessio with the amount of players he lost he's also had no experience of bringing in transfers he was promised a director of football Billy Bowie delivered that with James Fowler in November. He was promised that in the summer that he would have help with transfers. Now he's, the players he's brought in, guys like Del Fabro and that, have done have done relatively well. But he had no support in terms of transfers from the club. He was appointed so late in terms of the European tie. Now we should be doing better, and there's absolutely no excuses for losing that tie. But he was appointed so late. Billy Bowie took a two and a half week holiday before he even started. Where he was going to, you know, look for a new manager, which just it seems a bit. I mean, from a fan's perspective, you think, well, you're the chairman, the owner of the club, appoint your new manager, find who you want, and then you can take a holiday with, during the pre-season. It just seems it was a bit of a shambles all the way through, and I think he's been hung out to dry. And quickly on what Gordon said, I don't think it was the wrong appointment. Uh, Alessio was doing well, uh, given the circumstances he was he was dealt. I think he was doing very, very well. Obviously, he got the best out of the players he could, and we were doing getting decent performance. Maybe not decent performances, but decent results. And it was just a case of see it through till January. He's got the director of football now in place, where he'll be able to, you know, help him out those with the transfers and be able to push on in the uh, in the second half of the season. But it just seems, for whatever reason, whether it's player power or not, that we've just decided to to cut our losses. And I hope that. Well, Simon, all I'll say is if it's player power, I think Kilmarnock are in trouble. I really I do. Agree. You've got to be I stronger. Agree. I agree with you. I looked at the the lads' record, and I don't. But I'm I'm with you with James Fowler. I think James Fowler's just protecting the club. Fine. I don't buy into what he was saying. Right. Time for a change. 
The lad's sitting up in fifth place in the league or something like that. Yes, the last few results have been poor. Yeah, no he did allude to it slightly though, didn't he? He talked about managers being judged on results and the way they handle the group, I think was the phrase. Is that was that the next yeah, line? Yeah, but um, you know, we always talk about uh, being a manager, it's a results driven business. And when results aren't going your way and managers get sacked, it, it, there's been plenty of managers that have been sacked who have handled the group fine, but they, they lose their job because of results. Alessio's results, you know, haven't been spectacular, but he's still sitting in a healthy place in the league. So to, to then go how he manages the group, obviously, it suggests problems behind the scenes, but I mean, really, giving him what four months in a job. Obviously suggests Getting him out just now That they didn't trust him In the transfer window either They want somebody in To to take control of things Before January the 1st um, And it's a story it, it, it really is an odd one Gordon Because we're, we're not used to seeing that And as I say If he was down the bottom You know where Hearts are Where Hamilton Even St Johnson The way they've started You could say it yet Because it's been a fall From grace From the last couple of seasons but he isn't And that's what I think Sticking mm. in the throats Of some fans Like Simon What's next Simon? Well The rumours down here And the, the odds Being slashed today on him As Neil Warnock Has been approached By Bowie um, As the man he wants uh, If he's the one That's comes in The players are in For a bit of a reality check Because he'll not Stand for any nonsense um, He's certainly not one Who will be Be willing to Listen to player revolt um, I know Dyer's in charge temporarily For me As much as I really like him And respect him For the work he's done He doesn't have his, A managerial record And That will probably Mean he'll be out Of the contention Just because I don't think Bowie can afford To make another mistake Or what he's what is he perceives as a mistake Because he has a lot of credit In the bank For the appointment Of Steve Clark But he also appointed Lee McCulloch And so that wasn't successful uh, Steve Clark was a huge, huge success, probably the best manager I'll see in my lifetime at Kilmarnock. But if you go by the fact he sacked Alessio four or five months into his time, he obviously views that as a mistake. So he'll probably want to take as least a risk as possible. And I don't see, I see appointing Alex Dyer as permanent manager as a, as a risk. And I don't think he'll make that. Mm. I think he'll go for an experienced head. And if it is someone like Warnock, then the football might not be great, but. The players will certainly know what's in for them From a completely selfish perspective Neil Warnock would be magnificent for shows like this oh, one yeah. uh, I, don't know, I don't know anything else I don't know about the football yeah. or the results or the fans <laughs> For shows like for this it'd be good For some reason Neil Warnock's desperate to get up into Scotland He loves Scotland though, that's why Yeah, I think he's got yeah. a house up yeah, here, is that it. right? And I think he's looking to come up here Because every, every club like Hearts and Hibs He touted himself for those jobs uh, And he's now touting himself for a commandment job Seriously though, on Alex Dyer How do you... How do you balance up Because Simon's quite right You've got a guy Who's got no managerial experience However What he does have in his favour Is A working relationship With Kilmarnock A successful one He's liked He's trusted He's respected Does that outweigh the fact That he's never been a manager? That's a tough one Because some and people And by the way are, We don't even know if he wants uh, it Yeah That's what I was going to say Some people are suited To, to being a number two um, With management <laughs> a, a lot a lot of things come with being a manager. Um, you know, number twos have got a very different role, and Alex Dyer might just prefer, you know, playing that role where, you know, he doesn't have to deal with a lot of things that comes his way. So that's an interesting one. I think he's a top coach. He's shown that through the years. I think the players all respect him, but where he wants to be a a manager, 
is a is a totally different thing. But it's a, it's a big call for Kilmarnock because Steve Clark was such a success. It's went very quickly downhill. Uh, and they need to appoint the right guy And they've got a couple of weeks Before that mm. transfer window opens They need the right guy in place If they're going to bring anybody in I don't think two wins in a row At Breakin's going to do it Gordon Maybe another <laughs> another few Then I we can start <laughs> throwing his name in And drum up a bit of I publicity I think by the time he gets back From Elgin Sunday afternoon uh, there could <laughs> be, be January the 1st <laughs> <laughs> could be, There could be a phone call If he gets a victory up there Are you away at Elgin then? This weekend Elgin. Oh I can't wait I might, oh. might fly. I might fly. Is that a flap? Four hours or something. Oh. So oh. The, the family and are going. Bus. The family are they going away doing something nice in the run up to Christmas? And you are going to be. Aye, aye they're in away, they're, yeah, Listen, it's tough at the top. So, it's tough well, at the top. You knew what you were getting yourself like into. Yep. Simon and Kilmarnock, thanks very much for the call, Simon. This isn't going away anytime soon, so stay in touch. Don't be a stranger. Let us know how you feel as this all progresses. I'm sure we'll hear some other interesting names getting thrown into the hat as well. Um, speaking of names, we're mm. looking for another six on tonight's teaser. Now, just a bit of housekeeping. Remember, if you want to hear your question read out on the show, the address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com. So, Martin Burns sent this one in. It was actually a few weeks ago he sent in But sometimes save them up He says Which nine Irish players have scored In the group stages Or beyond Of the Champions League You've got Robbie Keane Roy Keane Aidan McGeady Stephen Davis No No. Uh, What about Lafferty No Lennon No Damien Duff Yes Yes I just should Come on the back of my guesses So I would imagine they, They all represent The Republic of Ireland So you're Barking up the wrong tree With Davis and Lafferty You're in a different country What's wrong Right, okay. Right, okay. Well, you never said that. I just said that. Yeah, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I've now clarified it. Thank you very much. Yeah. The topic for another time. Oh, yeah. oh, oh the, the boys took all the penalties, man. You left Dennis Irwin. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yes. You've got three to get. To have you four to get? We'll try and get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. They're on the home straight, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. They've got work to do though on the teaser. Martin Burns, thank you to Martin for sending tonight's question in. <coughs> if you want to hear yours on the show, you should know by now, but just in case you don't, the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com. So which nine Irish players have scored in the group stages or beyond of the Champions League? You are doing quite well You've got Damien Duff Dennis Irwin Robbie and Roy Keane And Aidan McGeady Four to get We've, we've produced a cracker uh, that, No I'll decide if yeah, it's a cracker No 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 Tick it off It's there Mark passed the ball to me I put it in the net Ian Hart No I is It is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try to take it away from you yeah. Ian Hart Ian Hart right. Well done um, Three to go uh, Steve Finnan No Played in the Champions League uh, final though, Didn't he Yeah No goals though uh, Big Dunn David Dunn David Dunn David's English Richard Dunn Richard Dunn Nah he's not there either Richard Dunn no. no David Dunn I think Kevin Coban No Right that's all my guess. Okay three to go it's fine Plenty of time uh, A little bit earlier on in the show We heard from Stephen Gerrard Planning a Rangers clear out So to speak In January um, Charlie's got some thoughts On who might be Involved in that Charlie who do you think Might be on their way out the door well, um, I've been saying for a long time, um, way back to twenty sixteen, um, when we we won with penalties and then we got up to the cup with Habs. Um we had a team a different team all together then, um, a different uh, team that was basic and one of the basic players I still think 
is still at Ibrox is Andy Halliday. Um, I believe he's well by still by the. I think he should have been out last season. Uh, I don't understand how he's still there. He must have the gift to grab or something. Uh, Gerard seems to like him for some reason. Um, I'm not saying anything wrong with the guy. I've never ever met him or anything like that. But the thing is, um, I, mean, I don't believe he's he's good enough for Rangers. He's good enough for somebody, but um, I think it's time to move him on and all because uh, he's not going to game now. Maybe he's on the bench now and again. But uh, I still can't understand yeah. how you keep on holding on to him. I mean, in fairness to Andy Halliday, he was clearly there as a, a very useful squad player because he could play left back, he could get into midfield, and there, that was at a time when people weren't sure about Barisic, so mm. he was needed to play left back. I'm just looking at his appearances or the lack of them yeah. in the last few months and wonder if, if Charlie is on the right lines. Um, I think the the problem, and, and, and Charlie's mentioned it there, um, if Andy Halliday for Rangers supporters that don't fancy him, he go out the door as the Rangers manager does. He likes him. He likes him being in the squad. He likes him being about the dressing room. Um, he's on the bench most weeks, Gordon. He can fill in a few positions I mean he's got seven appearances this season right? Three of them were Europa League qualifiers One was a game against East Fife He's not played at all He's not mm. featured Not stepped on the pitch for the first team Since Halloween So I know Stephen Gerrard When you say Stephen Gerrard likes him That's based on the sort of overall time That Stephen Gerrard's been here If you focus on the last few months though Does it look as if Perhaps with the other players Rangers now have And the emergence of Barisic Is, is that I think I think moving. if I think if he was going down the pecking order and he was going to get moved out, I don't think he'd be on the bench every single week. There's opportunities to change that bench, but Andy Halliday seems to find a place on it. Um, do you know? It'd be interesting to see what Andy Halliday's thinking because, as you said, there he's hardly played any football. You're a professional football player. You want to play, yeah. You want to play at the highest level. You can. You want to play with a big club. Andy Halliday, obviously, well-known supporter of the club, loves the club. But there comes a point where you think, what's more important to me? I need to go out and start playing mm. football. I mean, he's not on the bench every week. To be fair, I'm flicking through them at the Is moment. Not? I, mean, not, I mean, you're not a million miles off. He's, he's, he was there in the last couple. He wasn't in the cup final. Um, so I think he's. I know he's been on the bench, Daz, but I think he's as far away as he's been. Um, he, uh, as he's ever been, because you're right. When when Barisic there was question marks over him, he was he was used and used sparingly. Even at that, when there was question marks over him, I think everybody's no, some people. No, some people used to tell us that he was the number one. He was the number a, for one for a time well, because they weren't sold on Flanagan either. Yeah, well, I think now those two have settled in. If Barisic isn't playing, if Barisic is injured, I think everybody knows it's Flanagan is Stephen Gerrard's. You know, second choice, and he comes into it. So that kind of puts puts that to bed at left back, and in midfield. I mean, we're chatting about Stephen Gerrard's chatting about Greg Dockery and how unlucky he is, and how good a player he is. If he he's can't even get on the bench, there's that much quality ahead of him in that mm. position that you wonder if he ever will appear in the midfield area uh, for Rangers. So I'm with Azzo. If you're a professional player, you're training every week. You want to play. So it's great being at a big club But you want to go and play And I wonder if he's a guy Who Is happy staying at the club And not playing Or would he be knocking on Stephen Gerrard's door And saying Look Can I get out and play games Charlie What about tomorrow night's game We've not really focused on On the football match itself We've been talking about the squad And looking a bit further ahead What about the game tomorrow Against Hibs Well It's going to be a hard game I would think um, uh, You never I keep saying You never know what team You're going to turn up For Rangers 
כאילו, במלא ממש משהו. זה שדפו, דפו בעיקר נורא, אבל כאילו, ברור פה, באו מנשקות ההייטק, מה זה גינס. אז יש כאלה מין שזה ש... אז יש כאלה מין שזה ש... אז יש כאלה מין שזה ש... אז יש כאלה מין שזה Yeah, I'm sure you're not alone. Your fellow Rangers fans will be perhaps feeling the same. There's a bit of an injury update today. Stephen Gerrard says Philippe Hollander faces a spell on the sidelines. He's got a foot injury. Apparently it's a rare issue, a very rare issue. A bit like your hip injury mm. at oh, Gordon Dale. He's currently got the old protective boot on, has Philippe Hollander. It's a foot issue. Now, while you respect I'm not a do- doctor or a medic or someone who reads scans, it's a unique injury. It's a unique foot injury. The doctor in his 25-30 year experience of being a doctor has only seen this on a couple of occasions. So it's, it's a difficult one to put an exact date on or an exact time, but he's going to be in a boot for four to six weeks. That's the starter pack, so let's just start with that and let's see how that injury progresses. Um, I'm not sure, I think he's been in the boot for a couple of weeks now. Um, so he's going to be in a boot till after Christmas, so you won't see him playing for us. Um, and then it'll be a case of building the fitness back up and... Seeing where there's a reaction from the injury But it's quite a real one Philippe Hollander We wish him a speedy recovery As we would with any injured player It's a shame for him On a footballing respect The Rangers have reinforcements there In fact we've been inundated with calls Wanting Nikola Katic to get a run in the team yeah, yeah. That's the harsh reality of football Sometimes you need one of your mates To get a bit of yeah. bad luck And then you get your run in the team Yeah well I, I think when you look at it it's Definitely Hollander and Golson Was Steven Gerrard's preferred choices For the big games uh, And it took a wee bit of time for him to get up to speed But he came in and he made a difference Scored a couple of goals um, But you're right Gordon There's been a lot of Rangers fans on here in that time Even though Rangers weren't losing a lot of goals Still saying Katic should play Sometimes you just need to bide your time And a wee bit of luck goes your way You manage to force your way into the side And who knows where that can take Katic You know he's he's had to be patient and he, you know, he scores a goal at the weekend. Um, so it's it's a plus that Rangers have got two centre halves waiting in the wings, who a lot of their supporters anyway think should have been given a chance. I mean, any injuries a blow, Gordon. That mm. that goes without saying. But it's probably one of the areas that Rangers are best equipped to absorb it in terms of the the impact it has in the first team. Yeah, um, be interesting to see when everybody's fit who's going to partner again. Because uh, Cattage, you're right, as Mark said there, he, he come on Sunday. Um, well, he started the game, sorry, on Sunday. He got his goal from the header, important goal, the first one. Um, he looked a bit rusty at times. He needs games. He's a young player. He's learning the game. The Rangers fans like him. He's aggressive. He's a threat in the opposition's box. So it'll be interesting when, you know, Hollander's fit, who is going to mm-hmm. actually partner, because Golson looks a stick on. Charlie, thank you very much. You're the final call of tonight on the teaser. We're looking for nine Irish players who have scored in the group stages or beyond of the Champions League. Martin Burns, thank you for the question. You've got Damien Duff, Ian Hart, Dennis Irwin, Robbie Keane, Roy Keane, Aidan McGeady. So they all, I think they've all got caps for Republic of Ireland. I think that's the... Right, we're going to... Uh, uh, because Mark set me up again, Jonah Shea... Yep, Manchester United. Good mm-hmm. shout, well done. Ah, it's me struggling. I'm not. I'm out. Many have uh, we got two to go. Two to go. I think it'll tough be ones. Clue. If you get them, I know somebody's helped you. No, it'll be clue time, Gordon. I think for me, capped players are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a clue time. Uh, recent. Both uh, played for Man United. One of them also played for Celtic. Man United and Celtic. Mm, in my time, Celtic. Mm, no, I think just before. 
Oh, no. I think. Um, what oh! Year? Oh. Midfield player? Yep. Ah, uh, midfield player went Celtic Manchester United. Um, oh, Lee Miller. That's yeah, a Lee Miller. Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee Miller on the last one. Man United, um, Everton. Man United and Everton. Sunderland as well, maybe. Yeah, definitely was Sunderland, in fact, because um, if you've ever seen the documentary. Oh, what's he now? Give me an album. I put it in the net for you. He goes out in the lash and slags all his teammates off. I've been out drinking with us, guys. Shock. What's his name? Oh, my God. You know the boy, Darren Gibson. Yes. Darren Gibson. Yeah. Thank you, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel. We're back tomorrow at six o'clock. Big game in the capital. We'd love for you to join us. And Callum Gallagher is up next. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.